Hi, I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. And we are two Monicas and a microphone. Join us each week to talk about nothing serious. Seriously. We'll talk about life, differences of opinion, our favorite obsessions, and any topic we find interesting. So buckle up, because we're going for a ride. Ooh, where are you taking me today, Monica? Well, I'd like to go someplace warm and sunny, so let's just plan on heading south. Got it. Friends, today our topic is driving me crazy. Most of us, if not all of us, drive and have been driving for, so I'm going to say a long time, not to age <laughs> myself. <laughs> and how everyone gets their driver's license and the test you take, how old you were, your experiences driving, it makes us the driver we are today. So we're going to share some of our favorite driving stories, along with some really interesting facts about driving in general. And perhaps we'll find out what drives you crazy. Monica, do you remember learning how to drive? How old were you and what was it like? I was 15 when I learned how to drive. Uh, my mom mainly taught me. I don't remember a lot about it other than my mom used to just read a book so she wouldn't be so anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. And I, and I do remember one instance where she freaked out a little bit. We were up in Illinois and I grew up in Arkansas, but I was driving up in Illinois and they have really deep ditches, which is something that we don't have down there. And she just started freaking out that I was going to go in the ditch. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, mom. But now all these years later, now that my son is driving, I, I totally get why she was freaking out. Okay. Because I have definitely um, said to my son, pull over, pull over. You're going to kill us. <laughs> It's really scary <laughs> teaching someone how to drive. My mom was actually really chill with me and she was an absolutely great teacher. Um, actually, she was a teacher by trade, so she did oh, okay. really, really well teaching me how to drive. Good skill set for that. You mentioned your mom teaching you. I have far more memories of driving with my mom than I do driving with my dad. I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, my mom was in charge of the grocery shopping. So if we had to go to the grocery store, I did the driving. You know, we'd go to church on Wednesday nights. I did the driving. Things like that. Where with my dad, I don't really remember driving the whole family to church with my dad in the car. Granted, we went to a church that was two blocks away, so... <laughs> I, there was, it wasn't really much of an experience. But yeah, I do remember my mom spending most of the time in the car with me. And I think she was pretty relaxed. I hope I am. I do regret that I never learned how to drive a stick shift. My husband said he would teach me and we never got around to it. And then he hit a deer. But that's a different story. Yeah, I think we only have to worry about that if we're going to end up living in a dystopian apocalypse. We'll probably be fine just okay. knowing how to do manuals. <laughs> Mad Max in my tank. Yeah, I know. I always think that. I'm like, this is when I'm going to need this. So what was your first car? A 1969 Camaro. Oh, that yeah. would, would have been my dream car at the time. It was my dream car, and my dad was a drag racer. Okay. He loved old cars. He had a 62 Corvette and up until he died, and then my brother has it now. But, oh, at um, least my, it's in the family. Oh, for sure. And my one brother had a Chevelle. My other brother had an old Blazer. So I grew up around old cars. We That's used awesome. to go and hunt them, and we called it hunting for vintage tin and just go down country roads looking for old cars and people's. This is Arkansas, y'all. In their yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we used to do that. I fell in love with the Camaro. I saw it on one of these trips and the body style just spoke to me. I loved it when I turned 16. My dad helped me find one. I did look at a pink and purple one. Oh, my. Oh, right. I'm so glad that my dad so helped me I wasn't even that girly of a girl, I mean, to like pink and purple, but I just wanted a 69 Camaro so badly I, I would have taken any. Sure. So I helped pay for it and he helped pay for it. It was a joint venture. So I got a 1969 Camaro, black racing stripes on a red car, um, and it is a highly coveted car and I still have it. Oh, I was gonna, that was gonna be my next question. Girl, that is a hot car. I bet you never had any road roadside trouble. I never, and y'all, I ran out of gas several times because it, it needed some work that never got done to it. <laughs> <laughs> My parents at one point owned a 68 four-door Impala. That thing was oh, a yeah. boat. It was huge. Did you drive it? 
No, I wanted to, but it sat oh. in our yard for so long. My dad ended up selling it to some kids down the street for 500 mm -hmm. bucks. So my first car oh, ended I up being a 1990 Pontiac Le Mans with a hundred thousand miles on it. And my dad handed Woo! it down to me. So I was so, I was so grateful. So yes. grateful just to have a car. Absolutely. That's how Brady is. He doesn't, he did not care. He was very happy whatever we gave him. And that made me happy in my budget. You grew up in Michigan and it just makes me think you're, you know, we're talking about our first cars. We're talking about learning how to drive. I have a lot of family in Michigan. And when I was a new driver, I went up there and I learned about, <laughs> I think there's a term for it. I want you to explain it though. The Michigan left, do they teach you that <laughs> during your driving tests or what? I mean, it's just innate. You know, so from the time I was eight until I was 16, it was normal. For those of you who don't know what a Michigan left is, a Michigan left is when you have to drive past your intersection, do a U-turn in order to make a right turn. Okay, so if you can picture it, and I will have a diagram in the show notes. Oh, you good. drive through the intersection, you pull into the left turn lane, and then you proceed to make a U-turn. You go all the way to the right lane and then you turn right. So you are making a left turn. <laughs> it's a Michigan In the Michigan left. way. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, it was just so normal to me. I didn't even realize it. Nobody else did it until I started living in other parts of the country. <laughs> <laughs> my cousins always called it a Yui. <laughs> a Yui. Okay. I've a never Yui. heard that term. Yeah, oh, I think so they grew up in a, a different part of the state than you did. I mean, growing up in Detroit, it's pretty metropolitan. So it was just the Michigan left. And it's to the point where when you live there and someone tells you to turn left, you don't even have to ask. They don't explain it. They just expect you to know that you have to drive through your intersection, pull a U-turn, <laughs> and then turn right. That's great. I used to drive a lot for work. I mean, a lot. Hours and hours and hours every day in the car. Sometimes a three-hour drive one way. I'd spend the night and then the three hour drive back. Do you find that you enjoy or avoid driving? Because I used to enjoy it and now I avoid it. I enjoy driving. If I'm gonna go out with friends, I want to be in control and be the driver. If I'm going on a long road trip, I really enjoy the monotony of the drive, especially if I'm alone. Now, mm -hmm. if Zach and I are together and it's a town I'm unfamiliar with, I prefer that he drives um or if Paul we're always on drives a road trip yeah oh Zach I offer drives and I offer <laughs> oh yeah well, just like Zach I offer to do the dishes when he's doing the last one <laughs> <laughs> nice Zach doesn't always drive the times that Zach doesn't drive are the times that legally you shouldn't be driving and then also whenever there's a sports game on and we're on a road trip and he really wants to see the Buckeyes or okay. watch the Browns then he'll sit in the passenger seat and he will watch his device so that he doesn't miss the live game I want us to get into the nerdy part. Yes, talk and nerdy so, to me, Monica. I noticed in doing some research, thanks to my research assistant, Monica, that around 77% of Americans between the ages of 20 and 24 had driver's licenses in, in 2014, compared with almost 92% in 1983. I find that statistic very accurate because I think people are moving away from driving, especially um, in cities and young people live in cities. True, because it is the ages of 20 through 24. I've seen it a little bit as a maturity stunt, um, okay. to be quite honest, because we don't. Less people here also don't get their driver's licenses because mm -hmm. they don't want to be under the pressure of what all of that entails. Say that it's not just about there being easier ways to get places because where I live, there's not, and where I grew up, there's not, but you're still seeing this happen. I personally have seen it happen with a few people and it being a choice due to pressure and they're not ready for it. And I do think that in the 80s, you were definitely pushed out of the nest whether you wanted to or not. Monica, what are your daily driving habits? Are you going into work? Do you drive just a quarter of a mile every day? Do you Uber everywhere? I don't even really know. Friends, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And before 2020, I feel like I was a very active mom who drove around and took my kids all sorts of places. A lot of those places now have requirements and things. And so we, we've spent a lot more time at home. I would be surprised if I drive 10 miles in a week, with the exception of taking my kids to school three days a week. And that's 
10 miles round trip. So I probably drive 50 miles a week and I used to drive hundreds and thousands of miles. So I don't know if this transition has made me avoid driving when I don't have to. If I go out to dinner with friends, I take an Uber. I mean, for, for various reasons, right? Sometimes I'm too lazy. I don't like to drive in the dark, especially on the freeway. And that's just getting worse over time. So I might have to, <laughs> I don't know, go to some therapy so I can fix it. Darkness <laughs> happens every day, in case you didn't yeah. know. It might just be your eyes and your age. Sorry, Monica, ain't no therapy for that. <laughs> hey, I'm a spring chicken. Now I want to talk a little bit about something I would say 99.9% .9 of people have experienced. I'm going to talk What's about that? getting a speeding ticket. Oh, yeah. Because parking tickets, yeah, whatever. But I want to talk about getting a speeding ticket. How many have you gotten and when was your first one? I'm not exactly sure how many I've gotten. I think. Oh my God, that many? Three. I mean, I think it's three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was so no, many you didn't know the number. No. <laughs> I got my first speeding ticket in college by a town cop who basically profiled the car as a college student and okay. pulled it over. Honestly, uh. I was driving one of our sorority sister's cars and it was brand new and nice. Not anything I would have ever had in college. Okay. And I was speeding in her car down one of the little side roads. They pulled me over, gave me a ticket. Mm. And the reason I say profiled, it really upset me is because when I got the speeding ticket, mm -hmm. they wrote the word college student in the description. Uh. And I felt a little... <laughs> a little targeted because small town cops, they do target people. Just it's the way it is. But were you speeding? Of course. I deserve <laughs> the ticket, y'all. I've never gotten a speeding ticket that I didn't deserve. I Oh, I could do oh, Does your heart start pounding? pounding? Oh, does your pounding face turn red? Through my, I almost cry every time. I can't help it. And I've gotten pulled over for speeding several times. I almost always get out of those tickets. I can't tell you why. I've never been able to figure it out. It's some cops will give it to me. Some cops won't. Even state troopers. I've had two state troopers give me warnings and they're notorious. It must be those not. juvenile lashes. Yeah, that's, that's your eyes. Hey friends, Monica and I have recently discovered a company with amazing skincare. Juvene uses cutting edge stem cell science to replenish and repair your skin four levels deep. You'll start seeing a more youthful appearance in just a few weeks. Juvene also has incredible faux mink lashes to make you feel fancy every day. Y'all, if you want great skin, nails, and lashes, go to juvene.com slash foxy. That's juvene, J-U-V-E-N-A-E dot com slash F-O-X-Y. Sign up as a preferred customer and receive immediate discounts without any fees. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am so not that person. I do not <laughs> bat my eyes at the, at the cop. No, I'm kidding. usually trying to fight back all the tears. The Indiana state troopers, they're pretty nice. I, okay. I've been pulled over in all sorts of states. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts. They didn't want to give me a ticket, but he said to me, he goes, I really don't want to give you this <laughs> ticket because it was, it was a rough time. I was coming back from a rough time with my parents taking care okay. of them and stuff. And he's oh. like, I don't want to give you a ticket, but your registration is expired and you were speeding. Oh. I have to give you one or the other, and uh -huh. I'm going to give you the least expensive. But whatever, you know, sometimes things happen. Yeah, things happen. Well, I've been pulled over a fair, fair number of times. Definitely from the sounds of it, not as many as you. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. My first ticket I received when I was 17. I was 17 and my friend Carla, hey Carla, if you're listening, Carla loved fast cars. She loved cars in general. She had a Thunderbird and I had my little Le Mans. I forget where we were driving back from. She started speeding up and then she looked at me and I started speeding up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. We're on the freeway. There's no winning. Oh my winning. gosh. There is and no yeah, winning. sure enough, lights go on. I get pulled over. Oh, but I probably was 16 still. I got a big fat ticket. I think <gasps> I was going... 20 over and he only wrote it for 15 over wow and that was really nice because 20 over is a bit different yes i went to court with my dad and they gave me probation and i was terrified that i would do anything wrong turning right on a red when i'm not allowed to not stopping long enough at a stop sign 
parking, you know, because if you do anything wrong, then all of a sudden you get your license taken yeah. away, right? No, you just get points wow. and then your insurance goes up. And my, oh, my okay. When you're young. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's how it works now. You know, you just get points and then gotcha. your insurance goes up. So then my next ticket, I was driving to Chicago with someone I worked with. We were going down for some sort of customer preference testing or something. We're driving from Kalamazoo. It was, oh man, it was so early. We had to leave so early. It was probably 6.30 in the morning and the car, rental car was amazing and it drove so much nicer than my mm. little Le Mans that yes. I was just going. And yeah, state trooper pulls me over <laughs> and he gave me a ticket for going 20 over. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. And then in Kalamazoo as well, I was driving past a school going 35 instead of 25. I uh -oh. got pulled over. So oh, all no. of a sudden I went from no tickets for five years to two in a row. And I just didn't want another one because you know, you get six points and all of a sudden bad things start to happen to your insurance rates or something like that. I don't know enough about it. Oh, and then one time in Los Angeles, I was leaving I was leaving the theater. I had just seen Wicked. I went by myself mm. and I'm just driving down Hollywood Boulevard. I got pulled over and my heart does start pounding. I don't start to cry, especially if I know I've done something wrong. But in this instance, I was seriously confused. It's night, it's dark, it's a busy street. I have no idea what happened. So the officer has me roll down my window. He says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I seriously had no clue. It's because I didn't have the front license plate on my car. I had already been in LA for three years. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I got pulled over in the school parking lot for that as well. Yeah, so I didn't have the front plate on. And then his next question is, hey, who, who works for the CIA? Because when I drove from Michigan to LA three years before, my dad was like, hey, let's just put this in your rear window, like on the ledge there. And it's an official CIA folder with the emblem and everything. And honestly, Monica, I just left it there. I like, my dad thought it would protect me as I drove cross country alone. Your dad's no problem. so cute. <laughs> There it is in the window. And I was like, oh, my dad. Okay, well, I'm gonna give you a warning, but uh, you really need to add that front plate. I'm like, what, where am I supposed to go to add the front plate? My car wasn't even equipped to, to do it. I'd have to oh, you those. have to drill into your cars. We yes. used to have to do that here. Wouldn't you know that within a month, I rear-ended someone who didn't even notice I rear-ended them and had to get my whole front bumper replaced. So, <laughs> so I had them add it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now that we've told everyone our personal stories about what great drivers we are, because we are. I just want to give a quick list of the top five states with the most speeding tickets. So everyone listening can be cautious when you're in these states. Number five is Washington. Well, wouldn't you know, I lived there and I only received one ticket in the nine years that I lived there. Washington state doesn't have an income tax. And so ticket revenue is a big one. 2015, they saw 417,000 speeding tickets. Whoa. Yeah, that's 610 per 10,000 residents. Next up, we have Georgia, the state with the most speeding tickets per capita. Um, have you ever driven in Atlanta? I can believe that the majority of those come from there. I have, but <laughs> honestly, it's been so long. It's been at least 20 years. Followed by Oregon. I used to do a lot of driving in Oregon as well. Never got a ticket there. It's probably because I needed to not get another ticket for a while. <laughs> Like seven what? years, seven years. I have to stay clean for seven years. <laughs> what keeps Monica from speeding? Speeding tickets. That's right. I, I don't know. I see why they write them now. Oregon ranks number three and they gave out 322,871 speeding tickets in 2015. And that was the year after recreational marijuana was made legal. I just want to point that out there. And oh, per yes. this article, and I quote, it says, there's probably no connection between the two except the state is making a whole lot of money off both. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. That's pretty legit too, I'm sure. Number two is South Carolina, which I never would have guessed. Me either. No. And South Carolina wrote 825 per 10,000 people in 2015. It's all so, those small towns. Yeah. It's got to be. The cops I'm you're talking you. about. You drive through. They are. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> And ranking number one is the great state of Wyoming. 
Did you know that Wyoming's speed limit is 80 miles an hour? I did, but only because I was researching that earlier. Otherwise, I so have no The speed idea. limit is 80 miles an hour, and people still need to go faster. I have to think they're getting pulled over in the non 80 mile an hour zones because they're used sure. to going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. So 42, <laughs> only 42,000 tickets written. However, because of the difference in population, that does turn out to be 903 tickets per 10,000 people. That is quite hmm. the stat. I definitely think that speeding and getting pulled over for speeding, not actual speeding itself, but getting pulled over for it is super annoying. It makes me really antsy. I want to cry, but there is something worse than that. And I think you're going to agree. It's that? when I've been in an accident. Now I've <sighs> never been in any major accidents. Have you? Oh yeah. I was in an accident when I was 21. I was on business in New Mexico we had, we had a free day. So we were driving to go hiking and someone, I guess, didn't see that they had a red light and they turned left right in front of us, not a Michigan left, a regular left right in front of us. And we were going 50 miles an hour because it was a divided highway. So we were going about 50 miles an hour. We had been driving a brand new rental car, brand spanking new, 14 miles on the dial and the car was totaled. Oh my goodness. Was that scary? Oh, it was, it was terrifying because you look and you see what's happening, but there's nothing you can do because you can't communicate with the other driver. So oh. it was almost like it does slow down in your mind. You go into slow motion. I was in the passenger seat. The driver, <laughs> the driver pulled a Seinfeld and he put his arm over me. Like he knew what was going to happen. Oh, and it was, it was terrifying. And so we end up pulling over we were both fine for the most part. I mean, we didn't have any broken bones. We didn't have to go to the hospital. But the the other driver was in the ICU for three weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that was probably the most traumatic accident I've ever been in. I've rear-ended people and I've been rear-ended. I think total is five total accidents, which looking back, it sounds like a lot. But it does. they were so minor. The biggest one was the one where the car was totaled. So Monica, now that we've told people what terrible drivers we are, let's talk about <laughs> what people have to go through in order to get a license and a little bit of the history of driving and the automobile. This is the really nerdy part. This is nerdy, but it's super fun to me. So we're going to talk nerdy to you for a little bit. All of the states, I mean, we are a federation, so each state has different laws. So what it takes to get your license in one state is not going to be the same as it's going to be in another state. But what's really nice is that our constitution allows for licenses to cross the border. So if one state has a rule about licenses and you get your license there, your license is good in all 50 states. So that's a little nerdy lesson for you. Now, the different things that you have to do, I can tell you here in Ohio, my son has to take an actual course and then he has to do 10 hours of driving with an instructor, and then he has to do additional driving with me as his parent. Now in Arkansas, I didn't have to take any extra classes. I just had to do hours with my mom, and when your parents thought you were ready and you were 16, you went and you just took a very easy, I mean, it was like a block. Uh, you drove around a block and then you got your license. I know that my son's gonna have to do maneuvers, mm -hmm. which is probably good because I never learned how to parallel park, and I know we're gonna talk about that later. Oh, we are. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a little bit, just a couple of states. There's 50 states, so no way I'm going to go through all of this. We don't want to get that nerdy. In Alaska, the minimum age to get your learner's permit is 14, which I thought. But it's was, so rural out there. That's another thing. All the states, it has to do with their statistics, their roads, right. their cities. So 14 years, there's quite a few that are 14 years. For the most part, to start learning, it's 15 years. And for the most part, it is 16 years to get your license. 
Now, Connecticut, you need to be 16 years in four months. And in Delaware, you need to be 16 years in six months. That's Whoa. the same for okay. Washington, D.C. as well. In Idaho, though, you can get your license at 15. But again, you know, a very rural state. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going to... You're gonna think for the most part, most people, the average, it's 16 in most of the states. And there are all sorts of different requirements in there for each state. Do you remember what your requirements were in Michigan? Yes, I had to take a driver's ed course either through a private company or at school. And since I was homeschooled, I went to a private company. So it was several weeks long, once a week, and we'd practice together it was also a way for me to socialize, which I oh, thought was cool because right. I was homeschooled. So, you know, any opportunity to meet people and interact. But then to get my license, I had to pass a written test and I had to pass a road test. And the road test, I mean, it wasn't crazy difficult. I don't think I had to parallel park, but I had to park in a parking space. I had to drive around for about 15 minutes and they had me doing various things. I had to get on the freeway for a few minutes. I had to exit, you know, so it was like a 15 minute legit road test before I passed the driving course. And then once I passed the driving course, there was no driving test with the state. Oh, if wow. that makes sense. So if I passed the driving course, I didn't have to take a separate test. That's the way I remember it. I might be totally wrong. Well, I think that your memory is probably right. And it's going to be real hard to prove you wrong, considering it was a couple decades ago. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's all sorts of restrictions for kids these days that we didn't have on us. Or at least I know in Arkansas, we didn't. We could pile in all the kids we wanted to in the back seat. Basically, if there was a seatbelt, they could be in. But now I know my son, he'll only be able to have one non-relative in the car with oh, him. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. That makes it hard for giving kids rides home mm -hmm. and different things like that, mm -hmm. which we depended on in high school. But here's something that's really interesting in Texas as far as those who are permit holders and who are on this restricted license. Most people are on a restricted license until they're 18 or 21, depending on the state. But in Texas, they can't use a cell phone while driving, but just for the first six months. <laughs> And then after that, it's fine. Then after that, I guess it's just free reign down there. So. I mean, I had at least 15 years of driving experience before I could use a cell phone while driving. So Monica, you and I both talked about how we had to take driving tests. And I don't remember having to parallel park for my test. Oh. And you didn't have to do it. No. And I still don't have to do it by choice. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of parallel parker are you? Well... There needs to be nobody else around. And then I might attempt it. Other than that, I will just keep driving until I can just pull in like a normal position. <laughs> I'm so with you. One time I was working in Beverly Hills and my little 2002 Honda Accord, it may have even had a dent in the front bumper from when I rear-ended that person in the huge yeah. truck that didn't even notice. <laughs> and I just wanted some lunch. I'm driving down one of the streets and it was only parallel parking. I was right in front of a restaurant with big windows and people seated right where they could see me. And so I attempted once, failed, started over. Attempted twice, failed. And I'm oh. like, okay, the third time's the charm. No, I, I gave up, I drove away. Oh. The third time is away. not the charm here. It's not the charm. No, I don't think I really learned how to parallel park comfortably. Now, I still don't like to do it under pressure. I still don't like to do it with an audience, but I can comfortably parallel park. And I learned that at the age of 28. Yes, 28. Did someone teach you or did you just decide you were going to conquer it and you went downtown and made it happen? No, I had a friend come to visit and she's like, oh, you just do this and this. And then about six months later, my boss came into town to work with me. I couldn't parallel park. I, I was getting better at it, but I still wasn't great because it had only been a few months. And he's like, no, you just do this, this and this. And after that, I just city living, I would try. But if a car is behind me, forget it. I will just find someplace else to park. <laughs> Same here. It's embarrassing. No, and I'm glad we're not the only ones I had dinner with 
a friend the other night and she said she found a spot right in front of the restaurant. She was trying to parallel, but there was someone behind her and she just couldn't. So she drove around until she found a regular spot that she could just pull in. That reminds me of one of my favorite memes that says, how do you parallel park? Park somewhere else. That's exactly me. So speaking of driver's licenses, I was wondering, when did we actually have to start having those here? And the very first driver's license were issued in 1903 in Massachusetts and Missouri, but they didn't oh. require any test. Okay. It wasn't until 1908 when Rhode Island, pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> was the first state to require an exam. And a really fun fact is that Henry Ford, and of course we know he practically invented the modern day automobile. He did not get his license, his driver's license until 1919 when he was 56 years old. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure he could drive before then, but he wasn't licensed. I, I thought that was a fun little fact. In 1959, finally, all of the states required an exam and a license, and that ended with South Dakota finally deciding that that was something that they needed. And when I was looking at There's their, such rebels in South Dakota. They, oh, they really are, especially when it comes to driving. They still have the, the least amount of restrictions on new drivers. Then that got me thinking, okay, so you need a license to drive. Mm -hmm. What other restrictions do we have when we're driving that we have to learn about other than the obvious ones, which are, you know, stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These are the stoplights. These are how they work. But I was thinking through all of my drives, speed limits. Each state is so different. Whenever I take my trip to Arkansas, I just feel like they're not all the same. And it made me wonder if we even had federal regulations on speed limits. And there is a little bit of an interesting history to that. It wasn't until 1901 that we had our very first speed limit in all of the US and that was in Connecticut. Now that speed limit was 12 miles in cities and 15 miles on country roads which is so slow. I think we can it's ride so bikes slow. that fast. It's so slow. <laughs> okay. From that point on, different states would decide if they wanted to have speed limits or maybe just cities. I know that my dad talked about growing up in Missouri and how the posted speed limit was safe and prudent, but he was still able to get a ticket. Go dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I know where you get it from. Yes. Well, when your dad when your dad is a drag racer, you, you get a little bit of a lead foot. In 1974, President Nixon actually signed the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, and it set a maximum speed limit to just 55 miles per hour across all of the states. Now, what was really interesting about this is it had absolutely nothing to do with safety. It, yeah, it was actually in response to OPEC quadrupling oil prices. And this wow. was a way to help us not slide into a recession that they were seeing in Europe. Oh, which, I did not know that. That's really I did not either. I was fascinated by the fact that we have speed limits due to nothing that has to do with keeping with us safe. Yeah, very, very shocking. Hmm. Um, and that was actually kept on the books until 1995. In 1995, Congress voted to repeal it. And then it went back to each state setting its own speed limits. And when I read this, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense now. When I was growing up and we would go to Illinois, it would take us 12 hours to get to my cousin's house. Mm -hmm. And then in the late 90s, it was suddenly we were getting there faster. Uh -huh. Well, that is why, because some of the speed limits changed. And then over time, actually knocked off two hours on that trip after some highways got built. Okay. But yeah. As a kid, I kept thinking, why are we getting here faster than we used to? Were we making better trips at the gas station? Like <laughs> So we don't have a federal speed limit anymore. That's not a thing. It's state to state. Now there mm -hmm. is a stretch of road in America where you can go 85 miles an hour. Now I want you to think about stereotypical America and let's guess which state that's in. I mean, we were just talking about the rebels in South Dakota. So I would say South Dakota. I thought it was going to be that too, but actually it's Texas. It no is Texas. A, yeah, a stretch, just a tiny little stretch from Austin to San Antonio. 
where you can travel 85 miles an hour. Now, I will tell you from going from Dallas to Houston last summer that most people already go 85 miles an hour. It was frightening. And they even go that speed at night. We have 85 miles an hour. And that is actually faster than the posted restricted limits on the Audubon. However, the Audubon, you can go as fast as you want, but there are some restricted areas and they do restrict at 80 miles per hour on some areas and going as low as 60 and some others. (laughs) That That was very interesting this summer. I see that Arkansas is on there and I can believe that though, because there are just some really long stretches in that state and just like a little region of Texas. I like how they put, if you look at this, it's like Texas. Like they say, it's a whole nother country. It, it is. The is. Only it's got one. its own little pockets. It's got its own little pockets. Yeah. It's funny. And then California, their highest you can go there is 70. Okay. Having lived there, nobody drives 70. You yes. will only get a ticket if you are going 90 and everybody else is going 60. Nobody yes. drives 70. <laughs> they drive they- so fast. <laughs> But they can put down that they only allow you to go 70 so they can. (laughs) But that's, well, I feel the same way when I look at Texas. I'm like, everybody there is going that blue. They're going that 85. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Illinois, I know that it says that their speed limit is 70. That has only changed recently in the past two or three years, I would say. Because a lot of where I go through in Illinois will still be 55 and 60 miles an hour. that very frustrating because there is no traffic well that was super fun i love learning the history of the driver's license and what people have to do and speeding now we're going to get into what really makes our blood boil your blood boil my blood boil and it's different for everyone i have met some of the nicest people who confess to me that they have some serious road rage and let out expletives that i can't put on the show Monica, what drives you crazy? Because I want to know. I have so many things that drive me crazy or used to, and I know it's different for everybody. What are yours? Okay, overall, I try not to get road ragey, but I definitely have some pet peeves that I will share with you. Quite a few here. A couple of them have to do with yellow lights. First of all, a yellow light is for caution. You do not stop at a yellow light. You slow down and you proceed with caution. I cannot handle it when people stop at a yellow light. How are you supposed to slow down and not stop? Oh, I will teach you. Come ride with me (laughs) through a yellow light. I almost um, pride myself on hitting all the yellow lights in town. As, As I come home from picking up Lillian, boom, boom. Boom, right through them. (laughs) But you're slowing down. So the difference is if you were running and you suddenly had to stop on a dime, right? Or are you running and you're slowing down and you go past that dime? That is what. But are you really slowing down or are you speeding up so that you don't hit the red? That's the difference. No, I take my foot off the gas. Okay. And other people put their foot on the brake. Yeah, no, that's, that's different. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a minor pet peeve, probably more so in town, because like I said, I like to hit all those yellow lights and just boom, boom, boom through downtown and not get stuck. Oh, by the way, the downtown is a mile and a half long, everyone, and it's super tiny, and I don't even know why I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> My dad has a story about when he lived in Hawaii, how he had to learn to drive there because the people in Oahu tend to stop at yellow lights and he's from Michigan and people in Michigan go through yellow lights. Yeah, they probably put on the gas. Yeah, no, we do. I still do. Yes. Uh, So yeah, he's like, Monica, you really have to pay attention to where you drive. And at the time I was driving in all sorts of states and I I took heed and no, I've only rear-ended someone once at a red light. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, goodness. And I've also been rear-ended once at a red light, so. Yeah, I have had that happen. Yellow light, I have another little yellow light pet peeve. It's when you're turning left and nobody pulls into the intersection when it's green. And usually when it goes from green to yellow, about two or three people can get through and turn left, especially in a busy intersection. That's right, because all the people on the other side are supposed to be slowing down. They are stopping, right, because it's hitting red. 
Mm -hmm. when you're still getting a yellow because that's Mm kind of how the lights work. Yep. And they just really, and again, I'm going to complain about traffic is in this small town, but it is very tiny. And in the mornings when you're trying to get through it to get to school to drop off your kids, there's buses. The buses literally take up a block. (laughs) One bus. (laughs) And if one person messes up and doesn't turn left on that yellow, it will back us all the way up to the next. um, That's so annoying. I have the same annoyance here. Yes. So, and that's just in general, I can't stand it. And I know Zach can't stand it. People, if you're turning left, pull into the intersection. It's okay. You're supposed to. You're not stopped. If no one has ever told you this and you've been honked at a lot. Yeah then you're, per- you're, you're the problem, okay? <laughs> Another thing I can't stand is when people drive slow in the fast lane. If I have to pass you on the right, you are using the left lane incorrectly. Um, Hello, Washington drivers. No left lane campers. No, no left-, left lane campers. We got it, Washington. We're going to put out a PSA on a billboard because Monica yes. has talked about this. I'm going to do a mini-sode on Washington oh, you drivers. You should, you should. I would enjoy that. Also having to do with the fast lane, bobbing and weaving in and out of the fast lane. I can't stand that. And my husband does it. It makes me feel unsafe. Sorry, Zach. Love you. You know, I don't like that. Just like (laughs) he doesn't like it whenever I press on the gas and let off the gas, press on the gas, let off the gas. Mm. He's always saying, use your cruise control. Is it because he doesn't like the waste of gas or he doesn't like the inconsistency in speed? He doesn't like the inconsistency. Probably he can feel it. Mm. He cannot stand it. I don't think he's ever thought about the gas part. Mm. Don't listen to that part. Oh, Paul would be all about the gas. He'd be like, you know, that's a waste of gas, right? You're using an extra half gallon per per 900 miles. (laughs) Sure. Oh, yeah. I know this isn't pet peeves about or this isn't Zach's pet peeves about Monica's driving, but another pet peeve he has and something I did have to teach myself because, you know, I had a 69 Camaro. My dad was a drag racer. Do you want to guess how I used to take off from stop signs? At the speed of light. Yes. Like, got it. Peeling out. I love it. it. (laughs) Like up until probably five years ago. And I I really had to work on that. So Zach has several pet peeves for when I drive. Oh, that's funny pet peeves for when he's the passenger like he's talking (laughs) hold on does zach try to tell you where to park oh my if i'm driving zach (laughs) tries to tell me how to do everything and then i try to tell him zach i have driven cross country i have driven more miles in my lifetime than you ever will and this is a true story (laughs) oh my god i so so relate i so relate (laughs) i've driven so much in my life and then we pull into a parking lot and everything's fine and paul's like why don't you park there like because i don't want to i don't (laughs) want to i i know exactly where i'm going he's like what about that one like (laughs) it's okay i've got it under control i got us all the way here I'm going to park where I want to park. You just. It must be hardwired into men, something to do with that. I'm not sure because we are not the only women who have complained of this. No. So, okay. So if we're going to launch into my pet peeves, I would say that is definitely in the top five. I can't say if it's one or five, but it's going someplace with Paul and he's going to tell me how to drive. One time he was trying to tell me how fast I would have to go (gasps) to get over into the left lane to turn onto the street for our house. That's pretty. I'm sorry, what? And it was dark. And you know what? It wasn't, we weren't even in the same car. He called me. I almost spit out the water I was drinking. (laughs) He called me. He said, Hey, oh you know, gosh. you're gonna, you're just gonna have to be careful, you know, because you have to go across those two lanes of traffic and blah, blah, blah to get oh, over well, to. Well, it sounds like maybe he was being thoughtful and. I'm and sorry. It, That's it called maybe... being a backseat driver. Oh, I've been yeah. driving for <laughs> just as long. I have made that turn and gotten off that exit many times. <laughs> I was just, I was like, I'm sorry. If you're gonna try to tell me how to do this and you want me to talk to you through it, that's unsafe. I'm hanging up. Yeah. Okay. So that would be pet peeve number one. Oh gosh. I'm just imagining Zach calling me and backseat driving me. No, he was just in front of me. I'm just such a hanger upper, which he also enjoys. (laughs) Um, That I would be like, eh. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to go if I'm going to do this safely. Bye. Um, Another thing that really bothers me is not using your turn signal. Oh, Oh, yes. 
a huge pet peeve. And if you are not using one in a parking lot, that can also be dangerous. Mm -hmm. More accidents happen in parking lots than anywhere. I will tell you this from the amount of claims that are called into the insurance agency. (laughs) A lot of them happen in parking lots and a lot of them happen in people's own driveways with their own cars. So uh, use that turn signal. Uh, It's there for a reason. It's to signal that you're turning so other people can react to what you're doing. Absolutely. I love that. I would definitely agree with the turn signal. I think using a turn signal has probably saved me numerous accidents. And I get really irritated when people don't use their turn signal, especially for changing lanes on the freeway, because how am I supposed to know what you're doing? Oh, yes, definitely. And I think that goes back to the bobbers and the weavers. They rarely use. No, they don't. I have another pet peeve, which I'm going to also give out as a PSA. So my mother is handicapped and we have a conversion van that loads on the side for her. So we have to park at the parking spots that show the little van symbol. And those always have the yellow stripes on the side to the right. Mm -hmm. That's because that's actually a loading zone. I cannot tell you how many people will park on that yellow striping. And then that means my mom can't get back into the vehicle. Isn't their parking space big enough? Why do they park on the yellow? They park there as a parking space. So they park between. Oh my God. What about your a-holes? Honestly. Kind of, kind of. So um, I like to, that's why I'm saying pet peeve slash PSA. Right now I want to assume some of you have done that. You just didn't know better. You didn't think it through. Um, So next time you see that, don't park on it. Just like if you saw the yellow lines going into Walmart, that is, you don't park there, do you? So anywhere that you see the yellow (laughs) lines, you don't park on them. And so what my brother actually does, because he takes my mom around a lot, is he uses a big orange cone that you might see out by a semi truck on the side of the road. And he puts that there. And he said that that really fixes the problem. But it's just kind of sad that we had to resort to that because either people are ignorant or probably the first thing you said about them. Mm, That's unfortunate. I just always figured that's not where you're supposed to park. So I just (laughs) Right? Right. I I mean, I think people know better. All right. So you want to hear mine? Because we have a lot of similarities. I do. I was kind of anxious. You already heard my number one. Yes. (laughs) The backseat driver that's driving in the car in front of you. That's number one. So good. I would say people who don't use their blinkers would be my number two. Mm -hmm. Number three would be the left lane camper because it's just annoying. Yes. And my family in Germany just went off about American drivers and how they don't use the left lane properly because they should be using it to speed up and pass another driver instead of just hanging out there driving. It's utility. Right. That way you don't have to pass on the right because you're not supposed to because the slow drivers are supposed to be over there. So it's a progression. Right, slow, middle, medium, left, Mm -hmm. passing. Yes. That's the way it's supposed to be. The people who don't pull into the middle of the intersection to make a left turn, very valid pet peeve. And I want to say this would round out my my pet peeves, is the people who don't know the order of a four-way stop. Oh my goodness, for sure. The people who don't know the order of a four-way stop. If you get there at the same time, the person to your right goes first unless they are turning and then you go first yes, that's how the is this order so hard for people i don't understand but yet in washington state everyone's waving their hands you go no you go no you go no you go no it's if you get there at the same time the person on the right goes first unless yeah. you're turning left and that's then almost why you we go need- after roundabouts everywhere which that's oh. a whole nother thing which oh no and it will go me. into we'll go into that <laughs> in the clip that i'm going to play next because okay good who cares what monica and monica think about driving yeah, pet peeves? Really. i want to know what the professionals think and here Ooh, are some yeah. really attractive oh indy 500 drivers too bad this isn't a youtube oh, well what? i'm gonna post the link and <laughs> okay. everyone can give me their opinion on the <laughs> 
qualifications of these Indy 500 drivers and their opinion on pet peeves. First up, distracted driving. What do you know? That's a stop sign I just... Stop texting. You see cars on the highways. You think the guy's even drunk. Sure enough, you drive by them. They're looking down. Another Indy driver pet peeve. Not paying attention to what's behind you. Pay attention on your mirror. You know, sometimes you ride there. Look in the mirror. You have three. You know, one, <laughs> two, three. So you can look a little bit. Next up. Yield to yielding. Yielding is like a black hole here. That's why we can't have roundabouts. It would be gridlock. Just stay in the circle and go round and round. And honking to the list. Honking, it's... Come on! Whoever created the honking cars, I don't know why. Race cars don't have one. But by far, the biggest complaint is slow people in the fast lane. One thing is annoying me is like yes. people go slow in the left lane. I can't handle it. If you're traveling, stay in the right lane. If you're passing, stay in the left and then get back over and move to the right. Around the rest of the world, they really have it nailed. But here in the States, you get on the freeway and people are like, you know what, I think I'm just going to sit in the left lane today. <laughs> I know, we're number one. Stay on the right side unless you're going to be passing. I deserve that. So if you're thinking of doing any of these things while you're driving, don't. <laughs> Friends, we do hope you enjoyed hearing from the experts as much as we did, because we feel totally validated and vindicated that many of our driving pet peeves are in fact universal. For extended show notes, please head over to our website, twomonicaspodcast.com, where you can find all the nitty gritty and driving details that we used in this episode. If you'd like to connect with us on social, please find us on Facebook at Two Monicas, Instagram, at Two Monicas and Pinterest at Two Monicas Podcast, or email us directly to Monicas Podcast at gmail.com. And if you can support the show, use our link when you shop cutting edge skincare and beauty extras at juvenae.com backslash foxy. That's J U V E N A E dot com backslash foxy. Now, time for some much overdue music credits. Sounds provided by zapsplat.com. Music by Kevin McLeod, Glitterblast, Fig Leaf Rag, Hustle, Fun in a Bottle. Music by Liron, Summer. Music by Winnie the Moog, Dirty Hardcore Groove. Background Motivating Corporate, Energetic Upbeat, and Spy Story. Music by Lilo Sound, A Horse of Course. We do hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Nothing Serious, Seriously. 